0: guys out of here for lunchtime and, and enjoy the rest of this weekend and hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to thank all you guys that, that donated uh, uh, coats and blankets and care packages. Amen. Those that came out on the outreach, the hand out to the homeless. Hallelujah. Had a great, great time. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Thank you guys for that. Amen. And so uh, we're going to continue that coat. Uh, because we always, there's always people out here in front of our church, amen, during times, amen, where it's cold right now that they need a coat. So if you can donate coats, we want to keep some here in the church always too. Uh, if you have old shoes that you don't have, we see sometimes people barefooted out here, amen, in the cold. And so uh, if you're not using some old shoes, bring some shoes, amen. Uh, you know, don't bring one that's all tore up, you know, amen. But something that's in good shape that you can bless somebody. Uh, we want to hand out some shoes and, and coats and stuff like that as we have people here in our own neighborhood, amen, as well. And as well as doing that, we want to uh, thank God for uh, and praise God for uh, Brother Mario and Sister Jessica, amen, who cooked some meals, amen. I mean, they stormed up, amen, made all kinds of food containers, amen, and fed the homeless on Friday, amen, so we just want to thank you all for being a part of that, and I know that our community was blessed where they were at, amen, and it was just sharing the love of God, amen, that's that's all it is, it's sharing that Jesus loves them, and Jesus cares for them, amen, praise the Lord, amen, my wife and I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, amen, it's from our house to yours, so Merry Christmas, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, you can say it back to me if you want, but it's okay, amen. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, all right. No, no, stop, stop, please. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. But today we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, the birth of our faith, amen. And this month of December, amen, we have been in our series, Simply Jesus, amen. And this series has taught us how God has sent his Son, amen, a Savior into the world, a Savior that will take away the sins of the world. How many know that we needed a Savior? Come on, how many know that the, the, the world needs a savior right now? Hallelujah. And so from the book of Luke, we have learned from the preparation of Jesus. And today we're going to look at his birth as we've seen it here in this little drama that our kids did. Of all the gospels, the book of Luke, Luke, gives the most accurate account of the birth and life of Christ and presents Christ as a perfect human and savior. We see that the angel of the Lord, Amen came to both Zachariah and Mary telling them that Elizabeth and Mary were going to give birth to a son and they are to name them John and Jesus. Both of them were miracles in itself of Elizabeth having a child who was barren and well up in age, amen, and giving birth to a son named John, while Mary, who by the way is a virgin, would give birth to a son who was named Jesus. Amen. Humanly, Both of them were impossible, but our God, somebody say my God, come on, our God works through the impossible and makes it possible, come on, and today we're going to unwrap the real gift and see that it is simply Jesus, amen? Let's look at the birth of Christ, amen, and as we start in in, in Luke chapter 2, we see that the the Roman emperor, Caesar's Augustus, puts out a, a census to be taken, Now, the Roman census was was taken to either militate or to aid the military or for tax purposes, but the Jews were not required to serve in the Roman army, so the census was a way to get the Jews to pay for their taxes. I'm here to let you know today and show you today that the Roman emperor's decree of the census went out in God's perfect timing according to God's perfect plan to bring his son, Jesus, somebody say Jesus, into our world, amen? God is never too late, never too early, but he's always what? He's always right on time, amen? So let's pick up the story in Luke chapter 2, verse 3 to 7, amen? It says, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, his fiancee, who is now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born and she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in and strips of cloth and laid him in the manger because there was no lodging available for them. Luke related this event He had to be recorded to world history. And his account is mainly addressed to the Greeks, amen, who would be interested in and familiar with political situations. Uh, Palestine was under the Roman Empire, amen, and so Caesar Augustus was the first Roman emperor in charge, and Roman uh, rulers at that time were considered to be like gods. But in the views of their views of, uh, were different to the baby that was in the manger who was truly god in the flesh now the romans ruled that part of the world and they were uh, and against joseph's better judgment and political convictions he did that what was asked of the roman empire and so he made this long trip to pay his taxes he took mary his fa- his fiance man who was about to give birth and the, and the and the romans controlled everything By applying human authority and power. But the Romans did not recognize their limitations. Because in reality, church, God is in control of everything. Come on, somebody. In all times, in all places, he works out his will. And because that order was given by the Roman emperor, listen, Jesus was born in the very town that was prophesied about. And even though his parents did not live there, let me let me show you that. In, in in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says this, but you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among all the people of Judea. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in distant past, will from will come to you on my behalf. So we see God's perfect timing here, church, in this in the book of Luke. Amen. The Old Testament is filled with prophecy that the Messiah will be born in David's royal line. Listen, the Rome's Rome made the the, the order on the census just as God intended. Like I said, it's all in what? God's timing. In Jeremiah 33, 15, it says this, In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from David's line, and he will do what is just and right throughout the land. Hosea chapter three verse five says this: But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to their Lord, their God, and to David's descendant, uh, to David's descendant, their King. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and all His goodness. So we see that Joseph uh, went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem. How many know that that wasn't an easy journey? It was around seventy miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and he's riding on a donkey with a pregnant girl. You guys don't get it, amen. You guys will get it when you go home, amen. He's going on a donkey with a pregnant girl. Come on, can you imagine that trip, husbands? Hallelujah. Come on, what? You got to go to the restroom again? Hallelujah. I mean, there's just, it's not a very happy trip. But let me know that some of us here today need to take a trip to your Bethlehem. In other words, if you simply obey God, amen, and tell you to go where he tells you to go, where you go, and do what he tells you to do, amen, let me tell you, despite of how hard it may feel or how hard it may be, church, you see, sometimes we think to ourselves, well, I'm being obedient. I'm good. I'm not that bad, amen. I, and why aren't things going a little bit more better for me? You, you ever thought that? Come on, you're doing the right things, and yet, man, you see other people getting blessed, but not you. Come on, is that only me or just somebody in this house? Amen. See, we feel the discomfort. We feel the inconvenience. And sometimes that we think, you know what? This wasn't God. You know what? Or, or God, you know what? You made a mistake choosing me. Come on. So we go do these things and, and we think uh, of this, this is going to be a great outcome. Or, or you know what? We thought it was God. And all of a sudden, it, you know, we just, it just didn't flow right. But you see that this young, humble couple head their their way towards Bethlehem. And notice that God didn't make it even easy for them to be to the soon coming father and husband on this bumpy road to Bethlehem. And though that this road was tough, church, and this road trip was tough for them, God strengthened Joseph. Notice that he didn't provide a five-star hotel for Joseph and Mary. Come on, a top-notch hospital for the baby to be born. But he was brought his son into the world in humble surroundings. Listen, church. When we do God's will, when you do God's will, listen, even discomfort, inconvenience has a meaning, listen, in God's plan. He will guide you and provide all. Somebody say all. All that you need. Listen, like Joseph, live each day by faith and trusting that God is in charge. Come on. When he tells you to do something, you're going to have to just step out. Even if it feels it's discomfort, even if it feels that, you know what, you know what, it's not going to feel good. Oh, I don't know. Amen. Just trust God. And know that, you know what, he'll provide all the needs. He'll do what he needs to do in your life. Come on. You simply just got to step out. Tell your neighbor, step out. Tell your other neighbor, just trust God. Come on. Because sometimes, you know what? You got to understand when God says to do something, we just simply need to do it. And this is what Joseph and Mary did. They they simply obeyed what the Lord, and the angel of the Lord has spoken to them. See, we see Jesus in the manger, amen, as you see here. In, in Luke, it mentions in verse seven that Jesus was born in a manger, just like this—a stable. What you see right here, like I said, it's not—it's not—it's not a very comfortable setting. Amen. Come on, there's no there's no plasma TV here. Come on, this this, this is this is their room for the night. Amen. There's, there's nothing there. There's no room service. Amen. Plus, it's surrounded by these guys. What they release. Amen. If you know what I'm talking about. So it doesn't smell very good where Jesus was born. This is the basis for the traditional Christmas belief of Jesus being born in a stable. This is what we see on on Christmas cards, amen, or, or a beautiful nativity scene, amen. But despite the popular Christmas card pictures, stables, listen, church, are often caves that were very dark and very dirty. See, the definition of manger is this, an open an open box in a stable that was designed to hold feed for a livestock. This is where he's born at, amen. Animals would eat from there. And this is what he's, our king, our savior, was born in. See, this is not the place that the Jews were expecting their Messiah to be born in. They thought that the promised Messiah would be born in royal surroundings, But we shouldn't limit God by what we believe it should look like, church. Uh, God will work out whatever situation, amen. He's at work, amen, Uh, wherever he's needed, amen, Uh, even in our sin-darkened and dirty world. Despite of what we see right now in our world today, despite of all the negativity and the darkness, amen, uh, all surrounded by by the virus or this or that, amen, uh, I'm here to let you know that God is on the scene, amen. uh, God is right there, and he'll provide a way for us, amen. He will heal us, uh, he will guide us, and he will show us, church. uh, If you believe, do we have any believers in the house? He comes and he rescues us. He's here, church, and he works it out. He's here wherever we're at, and he gives us what we need. And although the first picture of Jesus is a picture of a baby that is born in the manger, amen, it must not be our last. The child in the manger is a beautiful Christmas scene that we picture during the season that we're in, but we must... Say, I must. We must not leave him there. The child in the manger is there as a reminder. This tiny, helpless baby lived an amazing life, church. He laid down his life and he died for us. He sent it. He ascended back to heaven and back to the father. And he will return again as king of kings and lords of lords to pick up his church. In Luke chapter 2, 8 through 20, it says this. That night there were the shepherds laying, uh, staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them with the radiance of the Lord's glory that surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel assured them, do not be afraid, do not fear. He says, I bring you good news and I bring you great joy for all people that the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him with by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the, army, uh, the armies of the heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven... And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they have seen and heard and just as the angel had told them. See in verse eight church, the angels invited these shepherd boys uh, to meet the Lamb of God, Amen, the one that will take away the sins of the world forever. These shepherds were terrified at first, amen, uh, and but their fear soon turned to joy as the angel announced. The birth of the Messiah. And assure them, don't be afraid. Uh, you don't need to fear because I bring you a uh, good news uh, of great joy. Amen. Uh, what the world needs today is some good news. Can somebody say amen? Uh, what the world needs today is some joy. Can somebody say joy? joy? We need that. Come on. You say joy and you're still all, all frowning. Amen. How there? Joy you can't even have joy for a little moment amen (laughs) say joy Joy. so you can't just say joy with a frown amen you can't say joy joy (laughs) come on tell your neighbor it's okay (laughs) come on tell your neighbor it's gonna be all right We're in a season, church. Come on, that this should be great joy for us, great news for us, amen. A Savior has been born to us. A Savior came to take away the sins of the world. You don't have to lay in your mess, amen. You don't have to lay where you're at. He brought you joy. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in fear. It's a reminder what God the Father did for us. That he sent his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He came to take away all your sins. Somebody say, all my sins. All your sins. Church, you don't take some of them. You say, well, those are, I can't take that away. No, he takes them all. Come on. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I thank the Lord for what He's forgiven me by. Come on, I thank God that He didn't hold nothing back. He said, Well, I don't know about that one. You know, that was a real bad one right there. I'm making things. Of, no, don't think of some bad ones right now. <laughs> Come on, I can think of some things. And I, and I look back and I say, God, you're too much. God, I don't deserve this. God, I look back in my life, I said, man, how can you forgive such a, uh, 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 just a wrecked man, wretched man like me? How can you do that? And he says, my love has covered it. My blood has paid the price for it. Amen. Come on, I hold nothing against you. Amen. If you believe in me and call on my name, you'll be saved. The world needs good news. The world needs joy, church. See, these shepherds ran to see the baby. They went to check it out for themselves, just like you're doing today. You think you came for a little drama, amen, but God says, I want you to see a child. I want you to see what was happening in the town of David, amen. I want you to be reminded of a child that was sent. And they ran to check it out for themselves, amen. And what they saw, what was spoken, amen, they spread the good news. They went out, they witnessed it. And they started to share the gospel. Church, we need to spread the good news about the Messiah. Come on, somebody. Come on, about the Lamb of of God, the Savior, amen, the one that takes away the sins of the world. Come on, tell the world, don't be afraid, amen. Tell your coworkers, don't be afraid. Tell your family members, they're going through some seasons. Don't be afraid. I bring you some good news with great joy, amen, that a Savior is born. Church, the greatest event in history just happened. Boom. If he said it, I believe it. What he said he was going to do, he did. And he comes, church, and here this greatest event in history just happened. The Messiah was born, and what the Jews were finally waiting for happened. The good news about Jesus is that, you know what? It's for everyone. Not just the Jews, amen. The plain, the ordinary, the sinner, the gang member, the drug addict, the alcoholic, amen. Whoever you are, he came for you. It's for everyone. And he comes to anyone with a heart humble enough to accept him. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, you can have Jesus in your life. And the good news, it's for everyone. He came to take away our sins. Christ paid the price for our sins. Somebody say, my sins. And he opened a way for us to have peace with God and to be reconciled back to the Father. He often He offers more than just temporary change. Come on, church. He offers us a new heart that will last for eternity. But we must bow down. We must humble ourselves. See, as I wrap this up, amen, and present it to you, let's look at the three wise men in Matthew chapter 2 for a bit, amen? If you go back to Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men, and these aren't funny men, wise men, hallelujah. These ain't the three stooges, amen, hallelujah. These are wise men from the, from the Eastern land arrived in Jerusalem. You know what? I thank God for wise men. Come on. Wise men still see God, church. Come on. Verse 9 says that these wise men follow the star that they seen in the east. And it guided them to Bethlehem. The star stopped right over the place where baby Jesus was. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 through 11, it says this. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now understand, church, that Jesus, right here in this scene here, is probably between one or two years old. Come on, they're not in the manger anymore. I mean, they're not in the stable. The, the Bible, right there in the verses, says they entered the house. They didn't enter the stable, they entered the house. Amen. So Mary and Joseph are married now. Come on, they're living in their house. And these wise men came with expensive gifts, worthy, listen, for a king. These gifts were symbolic. Of Christ's identity. Gold was a gift of royalty. Come on, frankincense was a gift for divine nature or supreme being, a god. Myrrh, on the other hand, was a spice to anoint a body for burial. These gifts identify and show Christ's purpose. Really, who gives baby a myrrh as a gift? Unless there was a purpose. Unless there were purpose, amen. You know, they presented these gifts, amen, of gold and frankincense and and myrrh. And they presented to baby Jesus. All these were symbolic. All these were showing the purpose of Christ. These wise men brought gifts and they began to worship Jesus for who he was. And listen, church, this is the very essence of true worship of honoring Christ for who He is and being willing to give Him what is valuable to you. Worship God because He is perfect. Worship God because He is the just and the almighty creator of the universe. Worthy because Worship God because He is worthy of your best that you have to give. We come here today, church. We present a play with our kids and through this play our kids listen we're on a road to Bethlehem our kids learn about the Messiah come on though they were part they they had lines and no let me tell you each of those lines that they said guess what falls right into their heart that each one of these young people that were here, amen, uh, one day will rise up, amen, and be men and women of God, amen. Uh, what, you got future, uh, come on, worshipers uh, and musicians uh, and preachers uh, and teachers, amen, because the word of God is going inside. Uh, they're, they're demonstrating a play. They're coming, they're but everything is coming inside and soaking in that's going to grow one day. Come on, God's word is never void, church. It goes in. Even you folks here today. You come and you smile and you laugh, hallelujah. guess what? God was depositing something inside of you. Because he knows exactly what each one of you guys need. How many need something from God? How many are looking for a savior? See, we're in a world right now that's uncertain. But I can tell you there are certain things in God. And I can tell you right now, he's coming back one day. You can take that to the bank. And he's coming to pick up his church. For all who believed and accepted the child, the one that takes away your sins. Because how many know that we can't clean up our mess. Right? The Bible says, you know, your righteousness are like filthy rags unto him. You can't, you're not good enough to get into heaven in your own merits. We need a savior. The father knew that, that we needed a savior. And it was only the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody that can take away the sins of the world. That blood is still active today. That blood still works today. That blood still heals. That blood still delivers. That blood still sets people free. Amen. Come on, it still opens the eyes of the blind, makes the lame walk. Amen. Come on, raises the dead. I don't know about you, but I was dead in my sins. But Jesus came into my life. The blood of Jesus, the precious blood of this child, that came to do a mission with a purpose and to die. He wasn't here to live. He was here to live and die, that's it. His purpose was for you. Somebody say, me. This is why we're here today, to rediscover that. That's why I said some of us, we need to take that road again. Some of us need to take that trip to Bethlehem again and say, you know what, God, I'm going to follow you despite of what it seems like. God, it was hard. Maybe you were once serving God. Maybe you were once uh, living for God. Maybe you're a backslider. I, I don't know. But maybe, you know, it just got too rough, Pastor. Got too tough, Pastor. Uh, you know, the, the enemy just ripped you off. Amen. It's time to get up back on that road and just trust Jesus. Come on. If you trust him, church, uh, let me tell you, he's not promised you comfort. He's not promise you that everything's going to be all okay. Come on. How many know that this is a battle? Come on, this is a fight, hallelujah. But those that, Father, come on, that endure to the end, what shall be what? Saved, hallelujah. And this is what we do. We endure. Listen, church, can I throw a heavy revy at you? You're going to have to go through things with God or without God. Come on. I'd rather have Jesus on my side, Hallelujah. Come on, they'll get me through, amen. Come on, those that will support me, amen. Even those that we have lost, amen, and have gone and have received the reward, amen, are in heaven right now rooting for us and saying, come on, keep on going. It's true, amen. Come on, this is a wonderful place up here, and they're rooting for you. Say, come on, you can do it. Tell your neighbor, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I've been serving God for 26 years. I delivered alcoholic, drug addict, messed up, and God turned my life around. And I, re- I took that road to Bethlehem, and I seen for myself the child. I seen the son. I seen God and the Holy Spirit. And he's strengthened me. And though it's been a rough road, church, not easy. You see someone up here that oh man, he looks polished and Got some suit on and all. Oh, he looks all together. And let me tell you, God puts me together. But it doesn't mean I'm not going through trials. It doesn't mean I'm not going through what you're feeling. I feel what you're feeling about what's going on in this world. But there's hope. There's joy. And there's love. Somebody say hope. hope. Joy. joy. Love. love. We still have that in this world today. It hasn't gone away, church. God is always with us. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, but I'll bring reminders of me back to you. About the son I sent on your behalf, it says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, believes what he came to do, will have everlasting life. Everlasting life, church. And if you go to verse 17, which a lot of people don't read, it says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but I come to save the world. We're not here to condemn you. We're not here to say, well, you're too bad or nothing. No, God, this is for everybody. <laughs> hallelujah. That is such great news. It's not just made for the Mexicanos <laughs> or the Hueros. Hallelujah. Or any, any nationality. It's for everybody. Every, somebody say me. It's for you. It's for us. Come on. There is no racism in, in, in heaven. Hallelujah. Come on. Thank God for that. It's just love. Hallelujah. It's just love, unity. It's everything. Come on. We are all one. The same blood that flows in me flows in you. The same blood that flowed from our Savior flows in your life. He came to set us free, church. We're going to a place that's preparing for each and every one of us. See, as I wrap this up or unwrap this church, the season is simply about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. It says in verse 11 in Matthew that as I wrap this up, amen, that the wise men saw baby Jesus, and as they saw him, They bowed down, and they worshiped him. They bowed down, and they worshiped him. And then the gifts, the gifts that were presented to him, the Bible says that they were opened. And I want you to catch this, church, before I end today. It's very simple, that if we will humble ourselves and bow down, and just worship Jesus for who he is, the gifts that are within us, church, will start to open up and start to flow. There's gifts within you, church. There's life within you. There's joy within you. Right now, some of us don't have joy. The world doesn't have joy, but there's joy inside of us. That if you humble yourself and bow down and you worship the king, then the earthen treasures that are within us open up and start to flow. Hope starts to flow. You know, the feelings of, you know what, we're going to make this, babe, starts to flow. You know what, I can get delivered from this, starts to flow. You start to hold on to hope and say, you know what, God can turn my life around. It's just something inside of you starts to open up inside of you and it starts to flow. And these are gifts from the father, but it starts with humility and it starts with worship. Bow down, worship the king for who he is and watch what God will do. Surrender your life to him and watch what he does. Give him your brokenness and let him fix it. Give him your broken life and let him put it back together. I don't care where you're at or where you're right right now. For some of us, Amen. We're at rock bottom. I was at my I was at my worst. I was at my bottom. I was tore up from the floor up. Hallelujah. Come on, some of you guys are we're there, right? Come on, some of us we need to get out of there. We got to shake it off. Tell your neighbor, shake it off. Shake it off. Just shake it off. The, the world throws all kinds of stuff at us, negativity, dirt, your past comes, amen, and people rub the past at your face and throw this, and it seems like we just get buried more and more now, the virus and this and that and what's going on in the world, we're freaking out, the thing is we should be excited Jesus is coming back church uh, come on this is the, we should be excited that we need to sh- share the, the good news amen we need to spread the good news to to our loved ones that they're not serving God uh, those that are bound by their addictions uh, or whatever it is and tell them the good news of Jesus Christ today uh, I bring you good news uh, of great joy uh, that in the town of David amen a savior was born unto us amen uh, come on you don't have to stay in your mess amen uh, give your life to Jesus humble your shall bow down and worship the king and watch those gifts start to open up inside of you it's a good day church but the dirt sometimes gets heavy right tell your neighbor don't worry he's wrapping it up right now (laughs) i know that i know i hear stomachs groggling i understand just go, i'm hungry (laughs) come on we want to beat some people to the to the restaurant i don't know what it is amen but like, can, I, can I remind you of the dirt that's on us? And we get dirt that's thrown on us, and, and sometimes life itself, man, and problems, and, and, and bills, and all this stuff, and unemployment, all this stuff, church, just seems overwhelming to handle by yourself. Don't you feel sometimes that you're just down here where others are up there? Right? Am I talking to anyone in this place? Amen. Uh, Come on. We feel so overwhelmed and so low and you don't understand uh, what I got. You got to shake. Shake those things off, church. Come on. Someone go like this. Just shake it. Shake it. Come on. Let me tell you. Some of you guys are getting a little groove right there. (laughs) How I many know you can worship God in your mess? Hallelujah. You can worship God in your and your all this stuff that's on you. Because let me tell you, church, once you start to shake it, guess what happens? Dirt starts to fall. Come on. You keep shaking. And guess what? More dirt starts to fall, and you're able to get up a little bit. Now you can get on one knee. Come on, you gotta keep shaking it. Tell your neighbor, keep shaking it. Come on. Come on, somebody just. Join me, hallelujah. Am I the only one looking foolish up here? Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Let's all be a fool for Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Tell your neighbor. Keep shaking it. Come on. Come on. Tell you, tell you, tell your soul. Come on, girl. You know how to shake it. Come on. Shake it. Come on. Pretty soon, amen. You, you get a little groove going, amen. Pretty soon you're a little bit up. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah. Woo. No more dropping it down. You know, get up, amen. Don't get, all, don't get Don't get fancy in this dirt stuff, amen. You can't get fancy when the world's throwing stuff because all of a sudden it starts to weigh on you again. No, you got to keep it off, church. So, how somebody shake it. Come on, tell your neighbor, shake it. Come on, you're going through some stuff right now, shake it. Keep shaking it. See, pretty soon those things just start to come off of you church pretty soon those things start to come off of you amen then you start to grab a little hope because now you're not down here now you can look a little bit now you see some possibilities come on somebody come on now you're getting a little more excited amen now you're saying okay amen Jesus amen you start to shake it more shake it more and pretty soon you're worshiping the king of kings pretty soon you're going to the rooftops and saying, Jesus is Lord Jesus is coming back come on get up Thank the Lord. Amen. Come on. uh, There's a Savior that's born. I bring you great news uh, with great joy that a Savior has been born for you. Amen. You don't have to live in your mouth if you shake it off. One more shake for the camera. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, this one's for you. (laughs) Hey, you shake it, it blesses your marriage. Hallelujah. <laughs> so your marriages are going through storms because you don't know how to shake it off. You're all like this. Come on, baby, let's go. Instead of shaking it off and moving with God. Come on, somebody. I'm getting too old for this, amen. <laughs> Let me get a little breather right here. <sighs> a lot of shaking going on here. <laughs> I forget I'm not that young. (laughs) I know I look young, amen. I know. Thank you for the compliment. But inside, (laughs) I'm an old man here, amen. That's what I've learned. When the world's throwing stuff at our marriage, when the world's throwing stuff at our church and you guys. Let me tell you, when you're going through things, you're not the only one. I'm there with you. I feel the pain. I feel the hurt of each one of you. I feel your marriages when you're going through storms. Amen. You're not alone, church. You're not alone. And God brings me to be an under shepherd to this flock to remind you of a Savior that was born unto you. A Savior that took away your sins. A Savior that can heal you. But you got to shake it off. you got to humble yourself and just worship God. I'm telling you, for those who are serving God, and you're going through a storm, I know that God has even told some of you, just worship me in the storm, and I'll bring joy. Come on, just worship me in the storm, and I'll I'll open doors for you. See, when you worship God, and you truly, truly worship God, let me tell you, you're just trusting him. Trusting God because you're raising your hands. And sometimes, you know what, we we just keep it like ourselves. We're like, I don't want to worship him. I'm going through a season. Give it to Jesus. Just humble yourself and watch what God does. Because worship really is a trust. God, I worship you despite of how I feel, what I'm going through, God. I'm trusting in you. And I'm reminded of you. And this season that we're in of a child that was born to us. A son, listen, that was given to us. And the government will rest on him. He will be called Prince of Peace. Almighty God will be born unto you. And he'll lay his life down as we celebrate in Easter. How he took away the sins of the world. But it started out with a child. in royal, in, in, in humble surroundings... He came to live in our neighborhood. He knows where exactly where you live. He loves you.